Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita and in this episode, uh, this is part 6 of the glories of Lord Nityananda and we are actually studying his expansion who is Lord Mahavishnu, the origin of all the universes. Just before we begin, uh, just give me a second. Okay, we will start with the prayers and then we will continue to the main verse under discussion. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sandhubhyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Welcome to this part 6 of the Glories of Lord Nityananda. And today's topic, we are actually continuing the reading of the Glories of Lord Mahavishnu, an expansion of Lord Nityananda. So we have already studied... Um, about Lord Sankarshan in the spiritual world. In the material world, his expansions are um, Lord Mahavishnu, Garbhodakashaya Vishnu, Kshirodakashaya Vishnu and Shesha, Ananta Shesha. So, we will continue the main, to the main verse that is uh, being expanded upon. So, the glories of Lord Nityananda in the Chaitanya Charitamrita um, are among the first 14 important verses of Chaitanya Charitamrita. If you see Chaitanya Charitamrita, the first 14 verses are very, very important, powerful verses. And then the first 8 chapters of the Adilila of Chaitanya Charitamrita are dedicated to explain these first 14 verses. So we have already finished the six, first 6 verses which explain the glories of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
Now, in the next five verses from 7 to 11, uh, explain the glories of Lord Nityananda. Uh, the first one, which is the seventh one, seventh verse in the 14, but the first about Lord Nityananda, that summarizes his entire glories, um, saying that his expansions are Sankarshan, Mahavishnu, Garbhodakashaya Vishnu, Kshirodakashaya Vishnu, and Sheshanag. Now, the next four verses explain about Sankarshan uh, in the spiritual world and um, the three Purushavatars, which is Mahavishnu, Garbhodakashaya Vishnu, and Kshirodakashaya Vishnu, and Sheshanag, which are in the, manifested in the material world. So, we are actually reading the third verse, I mean, third about Nityananda, but ninth in the first 14 which is now about Mahavishnu. The seventh or the first verse is about the summary. Second, uh, second or the eighth verse is the about uh, Sankarshan. This is about Mahavishnu. So, we'll read this main verse, chant this main one, and then we will go to the uh, part where we are supposed to continue from. All right. So, Maya Bharta Janda Sangha Shete Sakshat Karanam Bodhi Yasyaikamsha Shri Pumanadi Devas Tam Shri Nityananda Ramam Prapadye I offer my full obeisances under the feet of Shri Nityananda Ram, whose partial representation called Karanodakashaya Vishnu, lying on the Karana Ocean, is the original Purusha, the master of the illusory energy and the shelter of all the universes. Nityananda Prabhu's partial representation is Karunadakushaya Vishnu. So, we will go to this verse. We have stopped at 5.66 in the last session. Adilila, chapter 5, text 66. So, we will continue from 67. Uh, just to give a recap of what this translation is, 66. The reflected rays of his body, Mahavishnu's body, mix with Maya and thus Maya gives birth to myriad universes. So, now, from his body, there are many universes that are coming out and he impregnates just with his vision or here it is said that from the rays that are emanating from his body, he's, he has impregnated the material world. Now, in each of these in universes, he again enters. Aganya ananta jata andasannivesh tata rupe purusha sabate prakash the Purusha enters each and every one of the countless universes. He manifests himself in as many separate forms as there are universes. Now, you try to understand. There are three Purusha avatars. One is um, Karanodakashaya Vishnu, next is Garbhodakashaya Vishnu and then Kshirodakashaya Vishnu. Three. Although there are three names, but actually they are infinite in number. Why? Because there is one Karanodakashaya Vishnu from whom all the universes come. Now, how many universes are there? Innumerable, infinite. Now, in each of these universes, he enters as Garbhodakashaya Vishnu, who is the second Purushavatar. But because he is entering into infinite universes, there are infinite number of Garbhodakashaya Vishnus. Right? But in each universe, there is one Garbhodakashaya Vishnu. But then he again expands himself into Kshirodakashaya Vishnu. Shirodakashaya Vishnu lies lies on the lies in the milk ocean on the Seshanag. But he also expands as the Paramatma 
who is not only situated in every heart of every living entity but even in the atoms andantarastha anda antarastha paramanu chayantarastham so he enters into the universe then then he enters into every single atom now how many atoms are there in this universe infinite so infinite number of kshirodakshay vishnus in this universe as paramatma one garbhodakshay vishnu in this universe but then there are innumerable universes so there are innumerable garbhodakshay vishnus now just imagine kshirodakshay vishnu is infinite times infinite so he is he has expanded himself into infinite forms in this way so you see here the purusha enters each and every of the count, every one of the countless universes he manifests himself in as many separate forms as there are universes now <clears throat> next पुरुष न साते जबे बाहिराय श्वास निश्वास सहिते होय ब्रह्मांड प्रकाश व्हेन द पुरुष एक्झेल्स द युनिवर्सेस आर मॅनिफेस्टेड विथ ईच आउटवर्ड ब्रेथ दॅट इज द पॉवर ऑफ लॉर्ड महाविष्णू व्हेन द पुरुष इन एक्झेल्स द युनिवर्सेस आर मॅनिफेस्टेड विथ ईच आउटवर्ड ब्रेथ दिस इज महाविष्णू पुनरपे श्वास जबे प्रवेश अंतरे श्वास सह ब्रह्मांड पैसे पुरुष शरीरे देर आफ्टर वेन ही इनहेल्स ऑल द युनिवर्स इज अगेन एंटर हिज बॉडी परपोर्ट इन हिज फॉर्म एज कारण दुकशाय विष्णु द लॉर्ड इम्प्रेग्नेट्स मेटेरियल नेचर बाय हिज ग्लांस द ट्रांसेंडेंटल मॉलिक्यूल्स ऑफ दैट ग्लांस आर पार्टिकल्स ऑफ स्पिरिट or spiritual atoms which appear in different species of life according to the seeds of their individual karma from the previous cosmic manifestation try to understand now when he sees the universes when he looks at the universes that sight is spiritual now when we look at something we are gaining knowledge from that it's not a karmendriya our we have um, karmendriya is the senses of working and the senses of knowledge acquiring what is it called even i don't even know gyanendriya i think so gyanendriya means the senses which uh, for acquiring knowledge and then karmendriya is uh, the senses with which we act in this world hmm. now our eyes are gyanendriya that means when we see something we acquire knowledge about that thing karmendra means we are outputting our um creativity in the, or <laughs> no, it, it sometimes it may not be creativity is just that we are outputting something into this world through those senses that is karmendriya what are the f- five gyanendriyas first eyes nose uh, tongue ears and touch so um the skin so this is these are the five gyanendriya when something touches we get knowledge about that thing now karmendriya are the two hands two legs and then 
the tongue for speaking the power of speech and the genitals and the anus so these five are karmendriya was first is gyanendra so now our eyes give us knowledge we cannot do karma with our eyes we cannot do any action with our eyes we can see and get information so is gyanendra but krishna is doing something here is very uh, interesting the transcendental you see how shri prabhupada explains the transcendental molecules of that glance are particles of spirit or spiritual atoms which appear in different species of life according to the seeds of their individual karma from the previous cosmic manifestation so now with his glance he is transferring the molecules of the glance that means we are the molecules we are the spiritual molecules tiny uh, 1/10000th part of the tip of the hair ಕೇಶಾಗ್ರಶತಭಾಗಸ್ಯಾಗಲ್ಪತೆಸಿಂಗ್ matter is dead we the spirit we the soul are living so when he is looking at his spiritual means there is living entities which are which are going from here to there and that's basically impregnation which uh, with a material body can only be done through the genitals through sexual intercourse but the lord can do the function of the genitals through his eyes ಅಂಗಾನಿಯಸ್ಯ ಸಕಲೇಂದ್ರಿಯ ವೃತ್ತಿಮಂತಿ ಸೊ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ವೇ ದ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸೆಂಡಲ್ ಮಾಲಿಕ್ಯೂಲ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಗ್ಲಾನ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಪಾರ್ಟಿಕಲ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಟ್ ಆರ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುಯಲ್ ಆಟಮ್ಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಅಪಿಯರ್ ಇನ್ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಸ್ಪೀಸೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಲೈಫ್ ನಾವು ಹೂ ಆರ್ ದೋಸ್ ಮಾಲಿಕ್ಯೂಲ್ಸ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ದೋಸ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ದಿಸ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಪ್ರೀವಿಯಸ್ ಟರ್ಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಷನ್ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಪ್ರೀವಿಯಸ್ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಷನ್ ಸೊ ಭೂತ್ವಾ ಭೂತ್ವಾ ಪ್ರಲೀಯತೆ ದ ಯೂನಿವರ್ಸಸ್ ವೆನ್ ಹಿ ಎಕ್ಸೇಲ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಯೂನಿವರ್ಸಸ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ and then when he inhales all the universes go back into him so and he inhales not only from his nose anganiyasya sakalendra vrittimandi so from every part of his body uh, exhale inhale so that such, <coughs> such creation and destruction is repeatedly taking place just like we breathe exhale inhale exhale inhale like that these universes are created destroyed created destroyed see so um, the previous creation that means when these universes are uh, coming out of the exhalation and then the lord is looking at them what is happening there the souls which were which did not complete their spiritual path in the previous um term of existence previous exhalation of mahavishnu those souls during the inhalation they are merged into the body of mahavishnu and when the exhalation again happens they are again impregnated into the material nature and they acquire different bodies according to their previous work which they did you know trillions of years ago so in this way the movement of living entities the creation is all taking place this is real science of creation not the stupid big bang which the scientists say which has no meaning no purpose nothing simply something exploded and everybody everybody came out what is this nonsense here is full meaning meaningful creation every creation is meaningful right there's a purpose behind any creation like even when we create something 
there is a purpose behind such creation so the lord does i mean how how can there be no purpose in the lord's creation so and the lord himself continuing from the purport and the lord himself by his partial representation creates a body of innumerable universes and again enters each of those universes as garbhodakashaya vishnu his coming in contact with maya is explained in the bhagavad gita by a comparison between air and the sky the sky enters everything material yet it is far away from us hmm. so his entrance into this material world vishnu means the one who enters so when he enters into this material world he does not become conditioned by the material world uh, he is like the sky the sky enters even the room but we don't say i am i am flying in the sky now because i am in the room because sky is here no sky is very high but at the same time sky is in the room also untouched by the room though hmm. in fact the existence of the room depends on the existence of the sky because sky means the space and the room exists within that space hmm. although the sky again exists within the room it's not that you know um the sky is actually uh, you know entering or touching anything in the room no in fact the room is in the sky all accommodating space is what we call sky um his coming in contact with maya is explained in the bhagavad gita by comparison between air and the sky the sky enters everything material air is far away from us actually which is which is that verse yeah i don't know which one but matsthane sarva bhutane नचाहम देशवस्थित नो बट स्कायूनिवर्सिड all beings are in me but i am not in them so this is how the lord is existing next verse gavakshirandhre jena trasarenu chale purushera lomakope brahmandera jale just as atomic particles of dust pass through the openings of a window so the networks of universes pass through the pores of the skin of the purusha just imagine the you know when you open the window early in the morning and then there is this dust all these molecules of dust that we see so through the screen <laughs> that's how each of the universes are uh, as they come out from the whole of pores of the body of the mahavishnu i mean just imagine the size and of course the universes are not in, in their full size when they are actually coming out from the pores they expand after that that is also there 
but still for the universes to come out from the pores of the skin of mahavishnu you if you see the window as one pore i mean uh, yeah as one pore there are how many thousands of particles of dust that we see coming from one window like that thousands and millions of universes from each of those pores not just like one pore one universe no millions from one pore there's no limit we can't even think dimitri is saying 96 let's see 96 oh wow yes that's correct thank you dimitri prabhu yeah there's actually two verses after them after this 94 so we read यथाकाशस्थितो नित्यं वायु सर्वत्र गो महान तथा सर्वाणि भूतानि मत्स्थानि उपधारय अंडरस्टैंड दैट एज द माइटी विंड ब्लोइंग एवरीवेयर रेस्ट्स ऑलवेज इन द स्काई ऑल क्रिएटेड बीइंग्स रेस्ट इन मी एक्सीलेंट 96 सो गोइंग बैक ओके This is from the Brahma Samhita. Yasya ekanishvasita kalamathavalambya Jeevanti loma vilaja Jagadandanatha Vishnur mahansaiha yasya kalavishesho Govindamadipurusham tamaham bhajami The Brahmas and other lords of the mundane worlds appear from the pores of Mahavishnu and remain alive for the duration of his one exhalation i adore the primeval lord govinda of whom mahavishnu is a portion of a plenary portion purport this description of the lord's creative energy is from the brahma samhita 5.48 which lord brahma compiled after his personal realization when mahavishnu exhales the spiritual seeds of the universes you see this the spiritual seeds of the universes emanate from him in the form of molecular particles like those that are visible three times the size of an atom oh wow when sunlight is diffused through a small hole now three times the size of an atom is a parmanu i think the description all is there in the if i'm not wrong yeah so this is 3115 anurdvau paramanu syat trasarenu straya smritah jalar karashmya vagatah khammevanu patannagat the division of gross time is calculated as follows two atoms make one double atom and three double atoms make one hexa hexatom this hexatom is visible in the sunshine which enters through the holes of a window screen one can clearly see that the hexatom goes up towards the sky so this is how it's explained in the bhagavatam this is actually the description of time and how time is actually calculated how we we get this uh, second minutes and hours and it very very scientific i mean even modern science can't match this accuracy 
of uh, description. So, let's read that again. When Mahavishnu exhales, the spiritual seeds of the universes, just like a tree, can be very big. But the seed is very small. Like banyan tree is so big, but the seed of that tree is very, very small. So, the universes, which are very massive, but when they actually come out from the body of Mahavishnu, they are very small. Very small, like seeds. Like atoms almost. That's why the scientists they have noticed that the universe is expanding so they have concluded that it must if it is expanding that means it must have come from a very it come, must come must have come from a single point they are not wrong in that actually but what is the point that seed and where it is coming from that point they have no idea hmm. in these days okay let's read that again when Mahavishnu exhales, the spiritual seeds of the universe emanate from him in the form of molecular particles like those that are visible three times the size of an atom when sunlight is diffused through a small hole. In these days of atomic research, it will be a worthwhile engagement for atomic scientists to learn from this statement how the entire creation develops from the spiritual atoms emanating from the body of the Lord. So now, Srila Prabhupada is suggesting that modern scientists conduct research um, if they really, because anyway they are wasting their time in research, um, instead of wasting, let them spend time on research based on the knowledge that is given in these Shastric descriptions. So he is suggesting that in these days of atomic research, it will be a worthwhile engagement for atomic scientists to learn from the statement how the entire creation develops from the spiritual atoms emanating from the body of the Lord. So, of course, a devotee does not engage his time much in this atomic research um, but for a person who is speculating for him let him speculate within the realm of Vedic injunctions hmm. so like that in his by using like that that is a dedication of one's intelligence in the service of the Lord pranair arthair dhiya vacha four things we can surrender to the Lord or Engage ourselves in, uh, in the service of the Lord through these four things, mediums, which is life, pranair, arthair, uh, wealth, dhya, intelligence, and vacha, words. So they can use their intelligence um, in the service of the Lord in this way. Of course, a devotee who is actively serving the Lord, he will also use his intelligence. It's not that he is not intelligent when he is um, serving the Lord. No, he uses in his intelligence how to execute the service. Whereas the jnanis, they are trying to use their intelligence to understand the Lord. Of course, the speculators are just relying solely on their intelligence. Whereas the jnani yogis are those who want to have knowledge, but who um, take guidance from Krishna. Like here, oh, this is the size of an atom. So, they are taking knowledge from the scriptures and then they are trying to understand that um, in, in the physical and you know, in, you know, intellectually. So, that is guided speculation, I would say. So, speculating still, but or researching, but guided research, not whimsical, um, completely, um, you know, unguided research, whimsical research. So, the Lord is giving uh, guidance here and they, they, they can do that if they want. But the devotee, he is more interested in using his intelligence 
in engaging in his service like hanuman he apparently came from monkey species but he used his intelligence when he went to lanka he was his mission was to find the miss universe basically he was a brahmachari his mission was to find the miss universe and she <laughs> nowadays these pageants go miss universe miss world what what miss universe as if they have competed against all the women of the universe no so mother sita was the most beautiful woman and here is a brahmachari uh, hanuman his mission was to find the most beautiful woman but not for his enjoyment for the lord's enjoyment and therefore he was not disturbed even though he was looking he's only he was only looking at all the women of the lanka that was his service but he was not agitated because he was always wanting to serve the lord in that and he was using his intel he never saw there was no photo okay wanted list okay this is the picture go and find no he had to just hear the descriptions huh and that's it of course he once only saw when ravan was actually kidnapping her but how much you can you know grasp the features so in that way he was using his intelligence to find out mother sita and also later on when the war was going on he was asked to bring sanjeevani and he went all the way to himalayas but he is not a doctor by profession and how can he bring sanjeevani if he doesn't know what that plant is so he said okay i will use my intelligence what is the intelligence i am not strong this is not my strength in finding out what is the correct herb i am not a doctor but my strength is my power my muscle strength <laughs> so i will carry the whole hill there and let the doctor choose which one is the correct herb so that is intelligence again so he is a devotee's intelligence who is actively engaged in krishna's service he uses intelligence in service or of course he also contemplates very much on the philosophy of krishna consciousness that's very needed also you see vijay sharma prabhu is saying the three atom size mentioned are they spiritual or material and are they the same size as the atoms that scientists know about yes so the hexatom is the one which we can actually see in the screen when the um, light is coming through the window so that is the material atom but here it is said spiritual seeds so the seed is the size of this atom and from that the entire universe expands from the statements that we are reading actually if we see any any creation let alone the universe but any sub creation within the universe also starts in the same exact way like the seed for example it's so small and then it becomes big and then we also we are so small when the when the intercourse actually happens it's like a pea size you know the a, a pea shaped just very 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 small and then we expand right so everything uh, we can see that's the pattern in every creation it starts off small and then expands and then again dwindles and vanishes so <clears throat> we have already read this one ah wow this is what is this 10 14 11 by lord brahma this is not from the brahma samhita though this is from shrimad bhagavatam 
क्वाहम तमो महदहम खजराग्निवार्भू संवेष्टितांडघट सप्तविताणुचरिया वाताध्वरोम विवर से Where am I, a small creature of seven spans, the measures, the measure of my own hand? I am enclosed in the universe composed of material nature, the total material energy, false ego, ether, air, water, and earth. And what is your glory? Unlimited universes pass through the pores of your body, just like particles of dust passing through the opening of a window. Wow. <laughs> Unlimited universes pass through the pores of your body, body just like the particles of dust passing through the opening of a window. Whereas I am in those one of those particles, you know those, you know each universe is like one particle there, and then in that universe I am enclosed, and I am like one small creature there, and then I am comparing myself to you. This is my audacity. So look at just my foolishness. So Brahma is, uh, you know. kind of uh, repenting his mistake now from this we can understand at least for me it's not a bit it's not completely clear to me whether the universes are compared to the no it is said actually seeds yeah so i was thinking whether the universes are actually compared to the particles of dust from the screen um to the window or they actually are the sides of uh, size of the spiritual um, i mean the, the seeds which are very small um in the previous verse it is it is saying that the seeds anyway either way even then i, I mean it's huge the body of mahavishnu when lord brahma purport of uh, 5.72 when lord brahma having stolen all krishna's calves and cowherd boys returned and saw that the calves and boys were still roaming with krishna he offered this prayer 10.14.11 and in his defeat a conditioned soul even one so great as brahma who manages the affairs of the entire universe cannot compare to the personality of godhead for he can produce numberless universes simply by the spiritual rays emanating from the pores of his body material scientists should take lessons from the utterances of shri brahma regarding our insignificance in comparison to god in these prayers of brahma there is much to learn for those who are falsely puffed up by the accumulation of power true amshera amsha jay kalataranam govindera pratimurti shri balaram a part of a part of a whole is called a kala shri balaram is the counter form of lord govinda Hmm. Counterform. So a part of a part of a whole. So a part is called amsha, and amshera amsha means the amsha of an amsha is called kala. So the portion of uh, Krishna, plenary first plenary portion of Krishna is Balram. From Balram, another portion is next expansion is um, Chaturvyuha, Vasudeva Sankarshan Pratyumna Nirudha, and then from that Sankarshan again expansion. second quadruple and then from that sankarshan mahasankarshan the mahavishnu comes and then the garbhodukshay kshirodukshay 
let's see see just see that amshera uh, amsha this kala that's why it is said in this if you if you have noticed in this brahma samhita verse the two verses ago kala vishesho vishnur mahan sa iha yasya kala vishesho that mahavishnu so who is so huge massive he is just kala of krishna amshera amsha amshera amsha of krishna hmm that is, that is why that this explanation is given here tar ek swarup shri mahasankarshan tar amsha purusha hoy kalate ganan balram's own expansion is called mahasankarshan and his fragment the purusha is counted as a kala or a part of a plenary portion jaha ke ta kala kahi tiho mahavishnu mahapurushavatari teho sarvajishnu i say that this kala is mahavishnu he is the mahapurusha who is the source of the other purushas and who is all pervading garbhodakshirodashai dohe purusha naam sheidu ijhar amsha vishnu vishnu vishvadham sheidu ijhar amsha vishnu vishvadham garbhodashai and shirodashai are both called purushas they are plenary portions of karanodashai the first purusha who is the abode of all the universes hmm okay before we go further we'll take this question by dimitri he says i am a bit confused what's the difference between brahma's creation and mahavishnu brahma creates living beings when his day arrives 819 and mahavishnu creates universes including brahma inside of it right well uh, partly right so mahavishnu creates these universes and then he uh, enters as garbhodakshaya vishnu and from the navel of garbhodakshaya vishnu comes this lotus sprouts a lotus flower and on that lotus flower um, is born lord brahma and lord brahma is given the intelligence by garbhodakshaya vishnu to create the other planets of the universe and also the living entities Hmm. all the bodies of the living entities so he has brahma has sons and they are called prajapatis and they marry and then they produce the children and then different different species come about so much description is there in the shrimad bhagavatam so what brahma does is secondary creation sub creation and that too getting intelligence from krishna hmm. how to create <laughs> and every night brahma sleeps for 4.32 billion years in earthly calculation at that time the garbho um, garbho the ocean garbho ocean rises in uh, level the the level of the ocean and the water level rises and all the seven planetary systems below the earth are submerged earth is submerged bhuloka bhuvarloka swargaloka is submerged only janaloka mahaloka tapaloka satyaloka are still above the water and um, when brahma wakes up he when he looks down from the lotus he gets uh, afraid because the water level has come so high up you know when the water is like deep you know down and then suddenly when you wake up and then you see the water level just here you'll be terrified right and the entire universal waters so that happens every morning of brahma every morning he wakes up with a shock 
and then the water subsides after that and then he has to create the entire planetary systems from Swargaloka down. All the planetary systems he has to recreate and then he forgets how to do that. Every day he forgets and then the Lord gives him inspiration how to create and then he remembers and then he creates again. Garbhodashai and Kshirodashai are both Purushas. They are plenary portions of Karanodashai Vishnu, the first Purusha who is the abode of all the universes. Purport. The symptoms of the Purusha are described in the Laghu Bhagavatamrita. Hmm. While describing the incarnations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the author has quoted from the Vishnu Puran 6.8.59 where it is said, Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto Purushottam, Lord Krishna, who is always free from the contamination of the six material dualities, whose plenary expansion Mahavishnu glances over matter to create the cosmic manifestation, who expands himself in various transcendental forms, all of which are one and, one and the same, who is the master of all living entities, who is always free and liberated from the contamination of material energy, and who, when he appears in this material world, seems one of us, although he has an eternally spiritual, blissful, transcendental form. Wow. This is a verse from Vishnu Puran 6.8.59. Everything is mentioned in this one verse. <laughs> if only the Sanskrit was also quoted, right? In summarizing this statement, Rupa Goswami has concluded that the plenary expansion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who acts in cooperation with the material energy is called the Purusha. This is from where? Laghu Bhagavatamrita Purva Khanda 2.9 where it, is, it has been quoted from the Sattvata Tantra. Vishnostutrini Rupani Purushakhyan Yatho Viduhu Ekam Tumahata Srashtr Dvitiyam Tvandasam Sthitam Tritiyam Sarvabhutastham Tani Gyatva Vimuchyate Vishnu has three forms called Purushas. The first, Mahavishnu is the creator of the total material energy, Mahat. The second is Garbhodashai, who is situated within each universe. And the third is Kshirodashai, who lives in the heart of every living being. He who knows these three becomes liberated from the clutches of Maya. Next, 5.78 Yadyapi kohiye tare krishner kalakori Matsya Kurma Javatare Ratiho Avatari. Although Karanodashai Vishnu is called a Kala of Lord Krishna, he is the source of Matsya Kurma and the other incarnations. Actually, in this material world, in this universe, all the incarnations that come forth come from Karanodashai Vishnu. Oh, I knew I would be asked this question and I don't know the answer. Prabhuji, what are the six material dualities? I don't know. Shita Ushna, Labha Labha, Jaya Jaya. I don't know. I'm just making wild guesses here. What are the six material dualities? When I was reading that sentence, I was thinking myself, what are the six material dualities? 
But since I don't know, I just carried forward. But you stopped me there with that question. And I don't have the answer, <laughs> to be very honest. Sukha <clears throat> Dukha. Yeah. Um, we, we can make those guesses. I am guessing also the same things, but I think so. Until we have a verse that actually proves that way, we can't say for certain though. So, this is a verse from uh, Bhagavatam 1.3.28 actually, 5.79 here. Ete cham shakalaha pumsaha krishnastu bhagavan svayam indra rivyakulam lokam mridayanti yuge yuge you see, cha, ete cha, amsha, kalaha, pumsaha. Amsha is there, kalaha is there. Two words. <coughs> you see, amsha, kalaha. Part or part of the part. So, in the chapter 1.3 of Srimad Bhagavatam, the various incarnations are mentioned. And after mentioning many incarnations, about I think 26 in number if I am not wrong, Then this verse is quoted saying that all these incarnations that are mentioned are portions or portions of plenary portions of the Lord. But Krishna is Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. He is the original personality of Godhead Krishna. So, translation all these incarnations of Godhead are either plenary portions or parts of the plenary portions of the Purusha avatars. But Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. In every age, age means Yuga, in every Yuga, He protects the world through His different features when the world is disturbed by the enemies of Indra. That Purusha, Karanodakshaya Vishnu, is the performer of creation, maintenance and destruction. He manifests himself in many incarnations for he is the maintainer of the world. He manifests himself in many incarnations for he is the maintainer of the world. So, see the creation, maintenance and destruction. We have a verse from the Brahma Samhita which says that Srishti sthiti pralaya sadhana shakti reka chaye vayasya bhuvana nibibharti durga now, is that contradictory? Here, now just see the word Srishti Sthiti Pralaya. Now, here it is says Srishti Sthiti Pralaya Karta. Karanodakshaya Vishnu is the performer of creation, maintenance, and destruction. And here it is said Maya or Durga is the. Um, you know, uh, karta of Srishti, Sthiti and Pralaya. So, here the translation is, the external potency Maya, who is of the nature of the shadow of the Chit potency, is worshipped by all people as Durga, the creative, creating, preserving and destroying agency of this mundane world. I adore the primeval Lord Govinda in accordance with whose will Durga conducts herself. Now, so, is Durga the, uh, the um, performer of creation, maintenance and destruction or is it Karnadukshaya Vishnu? Two verses are saying two separate things. How to 
understand this so you have to go to bhagavad gita in the meantime you can show you can write any comments how you think it can be answered but i don't think you will have much time because i'm just going to take the verse out <laughs> so this is from the shvetashvatara upanishad 6 chapter 6 text 9 so here lies the answer तमीश्वराणां परमं महेश्वरं तं देवतानां परमं च दैवतं पतिं पतीनां परमं परस्तादेवं भुवनेशमीड्यं न तस्यं करणं च विद्यते न तत्समश्चाभ्यधिकृश्यते परशक्तिर्विधश्रूयते especially these two lines these two lines are the answer for that question anyway let's read the whole thing the supreme lord is the controller of all other controllers and he is the greatest of all the diverse planetary leaders everyone is under his control all entities are delegated with particular power only by the supreme lord they are not supreme themselves so this is also an answer part of the answer so that means everybody are delegated with particular power only by the supreme lord so when the lord does he employs his energies to do it let me explain let me let us read this first uh, they are not supreme themselves he is also worshipable by all demigods and is the supreme director of all directors therefore he is transcendental to all kinds of material leaders and controllers and is worshipable by all there is no one greater than him and he is the supreme cause of all causes he does not possess bodily form like that of an ordinary living entity there is no difference between his body and his soul he is absolute all his senses are transcendental any one of his senses can perform the action of any other sense actually this is not a um, part of that sanskrit at all but this is how it is explained because taken from other verses but anyway um therefore no one is greater than him or equal to him his potencies are multifarious and thus his deeds are automatically performed as a natural sequence now let's take the example of the iphone the iphone is attributed or the creation or the invention of the iphone is attributed to steve jobs now we we talk as we talk um like steve jobs is the creator of the iphone the smartphone era now although that is a fact but he he did not actually manufacture the circuit board and then he soldered all the uh, all those wires and whatever he did not do all that he employed his uh, so many people who worked under him he is a boss so you still will say steve jobs is the inventor of the iphone and he is the one who created and everything but at the same time he is not the actual one who sat down on the desk and he he is not the one who is the um you know the design engineer or the you know everything no he is not doing all those things he has his energies you know delegated he delegated all the different tasks to his employees and project managers and whatever so likewise of course in in this material world um steve jobs could not have done everything together he needed all those mul- um, thousands of people to work under him but in the case of the lord though he can alone do it 
but still he employs thousands and millions of demigods and durga is one such demigod and she he invests the power of creation destruction and maintenance to her so he still does but he delegates that task to her and therefore she is the immediate cause and then he is the remote cause of such maintenance just like the potter's wheel is the immediate cause of the pot but the potter himself is the remote cause of the pot so you wouldn't say that the potter wheel actually created the pot it's the potter who has created the pot using the potter wheel as the instrument so similarly durga is nothing but an instrument in the hands of krishna and therefore sometimes it is said durga is the cause of srishti sthiti pralaya but then again the word is used chhayeva yasya bhuvanani bibharti durga that is important ichhanarupa chhayeva means like a shadow chhaya means shadow so the shadow only moves when you move so when krishna moves the shadow potency which is durga she moves so she um executes this srishti sthiti sthiti pralaya under the order of krishna ichhanarupam ichha means the will in accordance with the will of govinda of krishna so in accordance with the will of krishna she conducts herself parasya shaktir vividhai vasudha so try to remember this because this is very important parasya shaktir parasya shaktir vividhaiva vividhaiva means multifarious parasya shaktir his spiritual energies are multifarious shruyate that's how we hear from this um, vedic literature swabhaviki gyana bala kriyacha this is important again swabhaviki means automatically in in natural sequence without his personal without the need for his personal interference his energies are just doing everything under his under his um, control now gyana bala kriyacha what is that gyana means knowledge bala means strength and kriya means the endeavor so for anything that we do there are three things that are necessary if i suppose i want to start a business i need to have gyana bala kriya what is that gyana means first of all i have to know so the market research i have to do some i have to have um, some knowledge about what i'm doing and how to do it so that is gyana once i get that knowledge then i have to have capital to execute on that knowledge now i may know how to build a business but if i don't have capital if i don't have money i can't build a business i need bala i need the strength i need the capacity so there is bala and then even if i have knowledge and even if i have the capacity if i don't put my endeavor into it it is not going to happen again so that is kriya so gyana bala kriya every action requires these things ingredients now swabhaviki gyana bala kriya cha in the case of the lord the lord's energies are so multifarious and so powerful that they are doing everything gyana bala kriya as a natural sequence by themselves without the personal interference of krishna like you see the nature you you put a seed and then by nature's course the seed is becoming a big tree now now krishna is not coming and actually you know making everything happen no the flowers are blooming and the nice colors who painted it you don't find krishna coming and painting each flower with a brush 
no his his energies are doing that automatically hmm. so that is the meaning and that is how that's why when it is said karanodakshaya vishnu he does the srishti sthiti pralaya creation maintenance destruction and durga is uh, doing the um, all these three there is no contradiction in that this is how we have to understand he manifests himself in many incarnations for he is the maintainer of the world so he maintains especially the spiritual mission dharma samsthapanarthaya you see dharma samsthapanarthaya he comes and he maintains the spiritual um, knowledge and the spiritual the yeah spiritual knowledge and the practice and the sadhana and the method by which people can actually go back to godhead he especially comes down to manifest that सृष्टियादिमित्ते जय अंशेरवधान शेत अंशेरे कही अवतारनाम शेत अंशेरे कही अवतारनाम दैट फ्रैगमेंट ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड नोन एज द महापुरुष अपीयर्स फॉर द पर्पस ऑफ क्रिएशन मेंटेनेंस एंड एनाहिलेशन एंड इज कॉल्ड इनकारनेशन अवतारनाम आद्यावतार महापुरुष भगवान सर्व अवतार बीज सर्वाश्रयधाम that mahapurusha is identical with the personality of godhead he is the original incarnation the seed of all others and the shelter of everything this is from laghu bhagavatamrita oh adyovatarah purushah parasya kalah swabhavah sadasanmanascha द्रव्यम विकारो गुण इंद्रियाणी विराट स्वराट स्थाचरिष्णुभूमना द पुरुष महाविष्णु इज द प्राइमरी इनकानेशन ऑफ द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड टाइम नेचर प्रकृति एज कॉज एन इफेक्ट द माइंड द मेटीरियल एलिमेंट्स फॉल्स इगो द मोड्स ऑफ नेचर द सेंसेस द यूनिवर्सल फॉर्म कंप्लीट इंडिपेंडेंस and the moving and non moving beings appear subsequently as his opulences so the primary or the first incarnation in this material world is mahavishnu as we know avatar means one who descends the, the definition of incarnation or an avatar is one who descends so the one who descends from the spiritual world to the material world he is an avatar now we also came from the spiritual world but we fell down here we did not like descend you know gracefully gracefully we fell down like i can get down the stairs gracefully or i can tumble down the staircase gracefully so the second one is what we did and the first one is what the lord does and he comes to help us and bring us back to the spiritual world make us climb the staircase again or rather carry us back because we don't know how to deal with the staircase so purport wow mm. describing the incarnations and their symptoms the laghu bhagavatamritam has stated that when lord krishna descends to conduct the creative affairs of the material manifestation he is an avatar or incarnation the two categories of avatars are empowered devotees and tadekatma roopa the lord himself An example of Tadekatma Rupa is Shesha. An example of a devotee, 
is Vasudeva, the father of Lord Krishna. <clears throat> Sri Baladeva Vidya Bhushan has commented that the material cosmic manifestation is a partial kingdom of God where God must sometimes come to execute a specific function. The plenary portion of the Lord through whom Lord Krishna executes such actions is called Mahavishnu, who is the primal beginning of all incarnations. Inexperienced observers presume that the material energy provides both the cause and the elements of the cosmic manifestation and that the living entities are the enjoyers of material nature. But the devotees of the Bhagavad school, which has scrutinizingly examined the entire situation, can understand that material nature can independently be neither the supplier of the material elements nor the cause of the material manifestation. Material nature gets the power to supply the material elements from the glance of the Supreme Purusha Mahavishnu and when empowered by him, she is called the cause of the material manifestation. Both features of material nature as the cause of the material creation and as the source of its elements exist due to the glance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The various expansions of the Supreme Lord who act to empower the material energy are known as plenary expansions or incarnations. As illustrated by the analogy of many flames lit from one flame, all these plenary expansions and incarnations are as good as Vishnu himself. Nevertheless, because of their activities in controlling Maya, sometimes they are known as Mayika or having a relationship with Maya. This is a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 2.6.42. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is not from Lagu Bhagavatam, but this is Bhagavatam. Then 5.84. What is the time? 8.45. Today I need to stop a little bit earlier. So I think until 9 we will read and then after that I need to stop. Because hmm. tomorrow we have Gaurapurnima and we have some preparations and things which are not completed yet. Jagrahe Paurusham Rupam Bhagavan Mahadadibhi Sambhutam Shodashakalam Adav Loka Sisrikshaya 1.3.1 In the beginning of of the creation, the Lord expanded himself in the form of the Purusha incarnation accompanied by all the ingredients of material creation. First, he created the 16 principal energies suitable for creation. This was for the purpose of manifesting the material universes. Purport. This is a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 1.3.1. The commentary of Madhva, that means Madhvacharya, on Srimad Bhagavatam mentions that the following 16 spiritual energies are present in the spiritual world. Now we only know spiritual energy as Yoga Maya or sometimes into three three divisions which are Samvit, Sandhini and Haladini. But now each of those have multi subcategories and here there are mentioned 16. They are 1. Shri, Bhu, Leela, Kanti, Kirti, Tushti, Gir, Pushti, Satya, Jnana, Jnana, Jaya, Jaya, Utkarshini, Vimala, Yogamaya, Prahvi, Ishana and Anugraha. In his commentary on the Laghu Bhagavatamrita, Sri Baladi Vidya Bhushan has said that the above energies are also known by <coughs> nine names. Vimala, Utkarshini, Jnana, 
क्रिया योगा प्रहवी सत्या ईशाना एंड अनुग्रहा इन द भगवत संदर्भ और श्री जीव गोस्वामी टेक्स्ट 103 दे आर डिस्क्राइब्ड एज श्री पुष्टि गीर कांति कीर्ति तुष्टि इला जय विद्या विद्या माया संवित संधिनी हलादिनी भक्ति मूर्ति विमला योगा प्रहवी ईशाना अनुग्रहा एक्सेट्रा ऑल दिस एनर्जीज एक्ट इन द डिफरेंट स्फीयर्स ऑफ द लॉर्ड्स सुप्रीमसी वाओ दिस काइंड ऑफ इंफॉर्मेशन इट्स लाइक सो डिफिकल्ट हाउ कैन दे इवन कम अप विद सो मच ओनली आचार्यज हू नो द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड दे कैन टेल वेरी क्लियरली बिकॉज दे सींग इट वेन यू आर लुकिंग एट समथिंग यू कैन ईजली डिस्क्राइब इट राइट so they are actually looking at the spiritual world and they they can directly see so that's why they can describe so in such great detail 585 yadyapi sarvashrayati ho tahate samsar antaratma rupeti ho jagat aadhar although the lord is the shelter of everything and although all the universes rest in him he as a super soul is also the support of everything prakriti sahite tara ubhaya sambandha tathapi prakriti sah nahi sparsha gandha although he is thus connected with the material energy in two ways he does not have the slightest contact with it i think this has to be the last verse actually for the day Purport in the Lagu Bhagavatam, the Sri Rupa Goswami commenting upon the Lord's transcendental position beyond material qualities says that Vishnu, as the controller and superintendent of material nature, has a connection with the material qualities. That connection is called yoga. However, the person who directs a prison is not also a prisoner. Yeah. Similarly, although the supreme personality of Godhead Vishnu directs or supervises the qualitative nature. He has no connection with the material modes of nature. The expansions of Lord Vishnu always retain their supremacy. They are never connected with the material qualities. One may argue that Mahavishnu cannot have any connection with the material qualities because uh, if he was so connected, Shrimad Bhagavatam would not state that material nature ashamed of a thankless task of acting to induce the living entities to become averse to the supreme lord remains behind lord in shyness. This is actually stated in the one dot seven dot four. Bhakti yoga na manasis samyak prani hite male apashat purusham purnam mayam chatadapashrayam. Does he fix his mind? perfectly engaging it by linking it in devotional service bhakti yoga without any tinge of materialism and thus he saw the absolute personality of god here along with his external energy which was under full control um uh, actually this this one this is the verse Yes. 
This is the actual verse, not the other one. विलज्जमान यायस्य स्थातुमिक्षापथे मुया विमोहिता विकथन्ते ममा हम्मिति दुर्धियह The illusory energy of the Lord cannot take precedence, being ashamed of her position. But those who are bewildered by her always talk nonsense, being absorbed in thoughts of it is I and it is mine. So the illusory energy of the Lord is ashamed. So how is that relevant? The relevance is that here it is said in the purport one may argue that mahavishnu cannot have any connection with the material qualities because if he were so connected um shrimad bhagavatam would not state that shrimad material nature ashamed of her thankless task of acting to induce the living entities to become averse to the supreme lord remains behind the lord in shyness so you see she is ashamed because her task is different from the lord's um lord's mission her mission is exactly the opposite although that is the deputed task that she is given but still you know <laughs> in answer to this argument it may be said that the word guna means regulation lord vishnu lord brahma and lord shiva are situated within this universe as the directors of the three modes and their connection with the modes is known as yoga this does not indicate however that these personalities are bound by the qualities of nature Lord Vishnu specifically is always always the controller of the three qualities there is no question of his coming under their control although the causal and element supplying features exist in material nature by dint of the glance of the supreme personality of godhead the lord is never affected by glancing over the material qualities so the, the lord is producing all these things but he is not affected by such uh, products of his creation by the will of the supreme lord the different qualitative changes in the material world take place but there is no possibility of material affection change or contamination for lord vishnu now these changes and everything happen in the material world but in krishna or vishnu there is no change that does not mean or oh, that's boring no <laughs> it's not boring because here we need change because otherwise we'll be bored there without change they they're not bored for example uh, people they want weekends so that they can take a break from work same they need a change they need sometimes a holiday they need sometimes to go here and there so that's change they need change to keep themselves alive but the spiritualists the devotees do the same thing every day exact same thing every day but still they are not bored how come because that is the um, nature of spiritual activity that it does not get bored the more you do it the more um, meaningful it becomes and the more uh, ecstatic one becomes so that is the case in the in the case of um, spiritual activity devotional service every day we are chanting the same mantra hare krishna mantra so but still we are not getting bored in fact we are getting more inspired and that is the sign and symptom that one is connected spiritually that's a the sign and symptom of a, of spirit uh, anything that is spirit but of course sometimes we don't have the enthusiasm that's because when we commit offenses then it will temporarily our uh, advancement is temporarily stalled okay so i think we'll stop here um we will take some questions that are there and then 
we'll call it a day for today okay so probably were all the souls created at the same time like universes no souls are never created universes are created but the souls are never created souls are always there in the merged in the body of mahavishnu because from the previous creation they still did not stop their nonsense activities so we are also one of them um they when the cre- when the time for destruction came their bodies were destroyed but the souls themselves usually what happens when the soul body is destroyed he will take another birth immediately right but because the universe is being destroyed the entire universe and no universe is everything is being inhaled so how to what what they will do where they will stay and where they will get the body if the universe is gone so they are sent back i mean lord mahavishnu absorbs them in his body and when the next creation happens those souls are let loose and again back into this material universe so they are not created because soul can never be created not destroyed um we are eternal so uh, we don't have such um time when we were born no so we're not created just transferred next virendra is saying lord krishna called the assembly of all brahmas before our forehead brahma proves the existence of innumerable universes yes correct is mahavishnu responsible for dark matter and black holes existing in universes so this dark matter and black holes are descriptions of the scientists now in the um vedic literature the concept of a black hole well the name black hole is not there the concept i do not know but as far as i have read i have not come across a word which is an equivalent for black hole so the way scientists see it and the way the vedas describe it can be different and let us actually honestly expect such difference because with our defective vision we see things very differently i was actually thinking of um, starting on gaurapurnima day which is tomorrow um this instagram stories that i was talking about and one of the topics i was thinking about is opacity and i'll, I'll make a full video on that but the the theme is this that we call something as opaque because i can't see through it now x-ray can see through opaque uh, skin skin is opaque but x-ray is not uh, i mean it can see through the skin and can see the bones right and then there is this endoscopy where where you can put some uh, scope and then you can see what is there in the intestines and there is also this uh, barium endoscopy or barium barium colonoscopy so they put uh, an element barium uh, enema barium enema they say when they uh, want to see the intestines or bar- barium endoscopy when they have to see the esophagus and and the stomach and everything so through those devices they are able to see what is inside that means seeing inside is possible for us through some instruments but the lord can see without any instruments like that and there are other beings in the universe which who can see also without any instruments like what we see the x-ray x-rays i mean all these actually are very primitive it's not 
the lord and even the higher demigod they know exactly like if you cut open the body and see all the parts how clearly they can see without cutting the body so this opacity we give the name of opaque to the substance because we cannot see it see through it or oh, nothing can be seen through this so therefore it is opaque we cannot see through it not nothing can be seen. so the defect is in us but we put the quality on to the item and say that that is opaque actually we are defective in not being able to see through that so this um, what i'm trying to say is this black hole and all these things the way we see it we may look at it uh, we may uh, it may appear as like a black hole to us but actually the description can be something totally different the way we see it may not be the way the reality is actually and the vedas they describe reality and we when we see we see with our defective perception and if they don't match we should not immediately reject the vedas and be confident of our seeing power we should understand we should be humble enough to understand that we we actually don't understand anything so that's our position um let me see Vijay Sharma, are the universes coming out from the pores of Mahavishnu or out of his breathing or both? And do they go back into the pores or the nose when Mahavishnu inhales? Again, Mahavishnu, so the inhalation and exhalation, we can only through, do it through the nose. But the Lord is Angani Yassa Sakalendriya Vritti Manti. He can inhale through his eyes. He can inhale through his feet. he can inhale through his pores anything he can do so his inhalation and exhalation is not limited to the nose understand so <clears throat> this is the problem we always compare the lord to our our state our material body so that's why uh, we think hey how um, i cannot do how can the lord do so we always think gauge the lord according to Oh, this is the frog frog philosophy. The frog in the well tried to estimate the size of the Pacific Ocean. So it was counting. He was estimating maybe the Pacific Ocean is the size of like maybe ten wells. One well is three meters wide, so maybe maybe thirty meters, maybe maybe three hundred meters. You know, hundred wells. But in that way he can go on, but he can never understand the actual size of Pacific Ocean like that. So like that, similarly. if we calculate the lord's body according to our limited body um for this very reason the lord is described in the upanishads and vedas as nirguna or nirakar um no he has no body to indicate to us that he has no material body like what we imagine a body to be uh he has a body which is totally different from, from anything that we can, can ever imagine so because we can't understand that it is said nirakar but the other meaning of nirakar means nih means um one is negation the other meaning of nih means superlative degree 
so nirakar means the best akar the best form and nirakar means no form no material form spiritual form and the highest so in this way we have to understand next um this what are the six material dualities i seriously don't know maybe sukha dukha and all these things and um, mahavishnu is purusha or maya or durga is prakriti yes correct um what else oh there's a question here is kshirodakshay vishnu cause for all incarnations including krishna avatar do all these incarnations eternally exist in spiritual world while they are performing pastimes on earth so it is explained in the chaitanya charitamrita chapter 4 if i'm not wrong where it is said that usually yes kshirodakshay vishnu is the source of all incarnations in this material world But when Krishna comes, Kshirodakshay Vishnu merges into Krishna and Krishna comes. So you can still say that Kshirodakshay is the source of Krishna, but actually Krishna is the source of Kshirodakshay Vishnu. And through him, I mean, Kshirodakshay Vishnu merges with Krishna and they come together as avatar. Krishna is called avatari the source of all avatars and yes they also exist in the spiritual world while they are performing pastimes on earth again angani yasya sakalendriya vitti mandi and also um goloka eva nivasatya khilatma bhuto krishna is actually dancing with radharani right now in golok vrindavan at the same time he is sitting in the hearts of every single living entity how can he do both these things that is of importance Lord can do millions of things at the same time. Havikari. Antimatter is black hole. You know, have you read the book Easy Journey to Other Planets? And <laughs> I really love the way Srila Prabhupada actually encouraged the scientists although they were absolutely doing nonsense because there was this article if you see the very first page very first chapter of that actually there are only two chapters i guess of the book the very first page and the second page so prabhupada is encouraging that you know he said recently i have read this article in the newspaper where uh, scientists have found anti an- antimatter or the british would say antimatter So there is antimatter and uh, they have um, found that if matter and antimatter collide then there will be a complete nullification of uh, whatever whatever so prabhupada said wow this is this is real advancement of science this antimatter is what human beings should concern themselves with so this antimatter particle is described in bhagavad gita <laughs> now Shri Prabhupada is talking about antimatter and they are also talking about antimatter but both are talking about different antimatters and <laughs> he encourages them yes yes antimatter is good this is what actually should be the goal of human research scientific research because then he defined properly what is antimatter so antimatter the the way scientists have described it is that matter 
in a molecule in, in an atom of matter the electrons you know according to their description uh, they they move in one direction and in antimatter the electrons move in another direction like one clockwise one anti clockwise i mean this is the definition of antimatter so prabhupada actually corrected the definition it's good that you are doing antimatter but you know what is antimatter antimatter means it should not have any qualities that matter has not that it is a different version of same matter so what is matter matter is you know this this eight elements and then this is dead the antimatter means it is not dead um, uh, matter is um, you know temporary i mean it has a creation and it has destruction so antimatter means it should not have creation it, it should not have destruction and that is the soul antimatter the antimaterial particle is the soul spiritual particle so mat- material particle and spiritual pa- so basically shil prabhu explain antimatter as spiritual so antimatter is black holes if we take the proper definition of antimatter absolutely not but if the scientist definition of antimatter well we don't even care because what do they understand of what is matter and what is they don't even understand matter they're talking about antimatter they don't understand matter first of all they think they do so their whole definitions itself are based on complete wrong understanding so as far as i am concerned i don't even give much importance to their definitions to be very honest they may understand some things on a, a physical level and they have been able been able to manipulate certain things and that's what technology is all about but to understand the vast expanse of space and you know things that are way beyond this atmosphere of the earth um they actually cannot know within the atmosphere of the earth yes they can manipulate to a certain extent and you know kind of get squeeze uh, things out of it but uh, beyond this atmosphere uh, i have no i have no faith in what they speak about whatever they speak um especially after reading shri prabhu's books they actually don't know anything so why should i even concern myself with the definitions of matter or antimatter i would take shri prabhu's definition of antimatter and say that black hole is not at all an antimatter and black hole also is their definition so i don't really care so antimatter is spiritual and that is what we are <laughs> so dhirdas no scientifically it's not like that when gigantic star dies whose mass is 7 times more than that of our sun then it becomes a black hole after its fuel become become exhausted that is when it, all of its hydrogen is completely converted into helium through atomic fusion yeah yeah this is the scientific definition and that is not exactly scientific because that is what the sci- scientists think they are dealing with science where when they are actually dealing with speculation we are dealing with science we are dealing with science so first of all you have to understand that so they may give whatever definition star going first of all their understanding of star is wrong now you are you are actually subscribing to their definition of a star a gigantic star now according to you according to what you understand a star a star is like the sun self illuminating body but according to krishna star is not like the sun star is like the moon which reflects the light of the sun and that is explained here 
in the Bhagavad Gita, ten twenty one. You see here, Aditya Ham Vishnu Jyotisham Raviram Shuman. मरी चिरमर उतामस में नक्षत्राणाम अहम शशी नक्षत्राणाम अहम शशी ऑफ़ द आदित्यस आई एम विष्णु ऑफ़ लाइट्स ऑफ़ लाइट्स आई एम द रेडियंट सन ऑफ़ द मरुत्स आई एम मरीचेन अमंग द स्टार्स आई एम द मून नाउ इन द पर्पोट ऑफ़ दिस श्री प्रभुपाद इज़ मेंशनिंग अमंग द स्टार्स द मून इज़ मोस्ट प्रोमिनेंट Therefore, the stars that twinkle in the sky also reflect the light of the sun. The theory that there are many suns within the universe is not accepted by Vedic literature. The sun is one, and as by the reflection of the sun, the moon illuminates, and also, and so also do the stars. Since Bhagavad Gita indicates herein that the moon is one of the stars, the twinkling stars are not suns but are similar to the moon. So that's precisely why I absolutely don't care about their definitions. Because they don't make sense from the Vedic perspective. Yeah, they don't even know how even the entire space and the planetary systems are situated. So that's why. See how Shri Prabhupada challenged just by one statement of Krishna among the stars, I am the moon. Instead of like doubting, hey, how can Krishna say like that? How among the stars? But stars are like the suns, right? How can he say he is like the moon? Something is not correct, you know. Aye. That is ha- that happens to a neophyte devotee, where when he has more faith in the so-called imperfect scientist rather than the perfect Krishna. Whereas the pure devotee, he absolutely, however much controversial it may sound, he has absolutely no respect for the speculations of the mundane scientists. He only cares about what Krishna says, and if it, if it, and if people are going to laugh at him, hey, how can you say like that? You know, moon is one of the stars, and you know. Then so be it. He just sticks with what Krishna says. So that's exactly how Sri Prabhupada said they never landed on the moon. It was a big hoax. And true enough, they never landed on the moon. So all these things are, you know, we are. Why should we be fooled by these hoodwinkers? Hmm. So let me tell you this so scientifically. Black holes are never mentioned in the Shastra, so they don't exist. And the stars are not like suns, they're like moons. And antimatter is actually spiritual matter, I mean spirit, uh, spirit. And that is in the spiritual world, that is the antimaterial world. And we are antimaterial particles. And the antimaterial ultimate particle or the ultimate substance is the absolute truth. And that is Krishna. So this is the perfect description and definitions of all these terms we have to read redefine all these terms because it's wrongly defined there by the scientists so i hope that answers all the questions and thank you very much for joining and um, we'll meet again and tomorrow is gaurapurnima the appearance of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu here in singapore other i don't know other parts of the world i don't know when they're celebrating i think tomorrow or monday i, I don't know so tomorrow and sunday is it's gaurapurnima day uh, so wish you a very happy um, you know gaurapurnima festival 
and um, of course we, we would actually celebrate it with much more grandeur otherwise uh, but because of covid we can't have a very grand celebration just uh, inside people devotees um so if you can you read uh, about the appearance actually i thought of reading about the appearance of chaitanya mahaprabhu but again that's a long topic and anyway we are going through the sequence so it will eventually come so i just wanted to continue from where we left off and um, for also for gaudiya vaishnavas this is the new year gaur purnima and the purnima is the first day of the month and then chaturdashi will be the last day of the month for the gaudiya vaishnavas it's it's like that vijay sharma prabhu is saying tomorrow in uk dimitri is saying there are a lot of arguing about this verse because in prabhupad books.com it is not said that moon has reflection like gbc have changed the bhagavad gita well still the point remains the same that um yes in bhagavatam also the moon is um, explained i actually did not look at the original prabhupad books.com version but um, still uh, prabhupad still said the point that moon is one of the stars and not the sun one of the stars so that part he still said it so the reflection well i can understand why that can be um, this thing because in the bhagavatam it is said that the light of the moon is caused by a second type of fire um let's see that You see, this is five dot twenty dot thirteen of Shrimad Bhagavatam. Outside the ocean of liquor, first of all, our scientists have no understanding. They are to, they are saying black holes, but we are here. We are talking about ocean of liquor. Is another island known as Kushadvipa, which is eight hundred thousand yojanas or six million four hundred thousand miles wide, twice as wide as the ocean of liquor. It means the Kushadvipa island is twice as wide as the ocean of liquor. As uh shalmali dvipa is surrounded by a liquor ocean kushadvipa is surrounded by ocean of liquid ghee as broad as the island itself on kushadvipa there are clumps of kusha grass from which the island takes its name this kusha grass which was created by the demigods by the will of the supreme lord appears like a second form of fire but with a mi- very mild and pleasing flames its young shoots illuminate all directions of course this is not talking about the moon let me hmm oh yeah here in the purport from the descriptions on, in this verse we can make an educated guess about the nature of the flames on the moon like the sun the moon must also be full of flames because without flames there cannot be illumination the flames on the moon however unlike those on the sun must be mild and pleasing this is our conviction the modern theory that the moon is full of dust is not accepted in the verses of shrimad bhagavatam <laughs> in regard to this verse Vishnu Sakravarti Thakur says Sushashpani Sukomala Shikhas Tesham Rochisha the kusha grass illuminates all directions but its flames are very mild and pleasing this gives some idea of the flames existing on the moon 
so maybe yeah i mean let me see the prabhupadbooks.com version of it it's an interesting point because if prabhupad did not say about the reflection 10.21 isn't it so i'm sorry you can't see what i'm seeing because it's on the computer screen but i can make you see as well actually uh if i do this that's huge let me make that small and if i just go and see this Mm, that's interesting. Hmm, among the stars, the moon is the most prominent at night and thus the moon represents Krishna. And that's all that is mentioned here. Among all the luminaries twinkling in the sky, the sun is the chief. And in the Brahma Samhita, the sun is accepted as the glowing effulgence of the Supreme Lord and is considered one of the eyes. Marichi is the controlling deity of the heavenly spaces. Among the stars, the moon is most prominent at night. So he still... Uh, says that the moon is one of the stars and thus the moon represents Krishna but yeah the other part is not mentioned which is interesting yeah but the moon the light of the moon is again caused by something else and then the, the scientists are saying that there's dust on the moon so there is so much anomaly um, so that is uh, that is why we don't have much faith in exactly how these scientists describe things but yeah very good point dimitri prabhu that um, that's not mentioned in the original version that's interesting let me just okay so any other questions fasting till moon rise yeah for gorapurima correct all right thank you very much okay when will be the next live um tomorrow no uh monday no wednesday wednesday will be the next live when is the evening bhagavad gita class 7:30 pm hey what's that oh another question i admit that human beings might not have gone to the moon but they have successfully sent many satellites to moon and also to other planets what about this we don't agree we don't agree at all but even if they do send what those instruments can see is again not exactly what how life exists there like we know from the vedic literature that every single planet is full of life and in fact the succulent uh, fruits and vegetables they become succulent that means they become juicy 
because of the moon <coughs> they of course take light of the sun but they also take light of the moon the plants so if moon can give so much juice to the vegetables and plants here on earth you think moon has no plants just some black dust that too when it is reflecting or you know giving off white light how come there is black dust so all of these are very contradictory you see so don't 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 keep too much faith in the so called scientists there's a lot of uh, cheating going on in that circle that's why we have to present the real science which is uh, described in the, our vedic scriptures all right i think we'll stop here श्री चैतन्य महाप्रभु की जय गौर पूर्णिमा महामहोत्सव की जय नित्यानंद राम की जय अनंत गोड़ी वैष्णव वृंद की जय शिल प्रभुपाद की जय निताय गौर प्रमानंदे हरि हरि बोल हरे कृष्णा